Hello, and welcome to another episode of Scavenger Life. This is episode number 496 at scavengerlife.com. Are you ready for my scavenger gripes? <laughs> this is what this episode is going to be on. Are you ready to gripe? Uh, scavenger gripes or eBay gripes? Uh, Just general... Kind of both. I mean, okay. you know. Uh, all right, gotcha. here we go. I would like to make a t-shirt that says, <laughs> I'm interested in your process. <laughs> Wouldn't that be a cool shirt to make? Because like, <laughs> here's the deal. When I go to auctions or if you look at people online that make YouTube videos about hauls, you know, people are always about, the stories are always about home runs. Yeah. If I'm ever at, and, and this doesn't happen now, obviously, during the pandemic, but, you know, I go to auctions, yeah. and guys sit around, and ladies sit around, like, oh, I bought this thing for yeah. $20, I sold it for, you know, $10,000, you know, and that's the one thing, you know, back in 1986, it's like, that's the one thing that keep on, and I'm like, great, you know, that's interesting, yeah. that's always fun, but I'm more like, I'm interested in your process, like, you know, you can maybe make ten thousand dollars in a month i mean that's super impressive yeah. can you do that next month right. and the next month have you been doing that for a year two years three years you know like right. that's what and that's why when i talk to other scavengers that's what i would want to hear about what's your storage like yes. how do you ship uh what's your inventory uh where do you, you know, buy on a regular basis? You know, who is doing the, uh, who's putting this stuff on eBay for you? Well, you know? it's the sustainability. Right. That's what we always talk about right. is like you said, there is a system. You have to create a system right. so that things are sustainable and efficient. Right. And does it work every day? Have you ever had like a problem, like a death in the family, someone gets sick, mm -hmm. someone's in an accident, you know, where your store has continued right. while the problem right. has been. Can you step away? With. Right. Can you step well, away you know, from it? Like that's, that's interesting to me. Endurance is always more important to me than a yes. quick flash sale. Yes. You know? Yes. Um, um, and that's what we talk about with eBay. That's what we talk about with Airbnb. Right. Like, those are things that are necessary yeah, I for mean, your business to move forward. I mean, not, yeah, I mean, for our business, like, I don't even care about other people's yeah. like, That's our business. It's yeah, like, sure. you know, as people who are self-employed, yeah. small business owners, we are in America without a safety net. I mean, yeah. our do or die is on our processes, you yes, know, yes. and that's a thing that helps me sleep at night, you know, um, you know, those are things that make me wake up at 4 a.m. where I'm thinking like, oh, my God, how we've set this up isn't sustainable. Right. Like this, There's something that has to like, be fixed. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. I, you know, for some reason at 4 a.m. is when everything becomes very clear when I'm like, oh, if this happens, we're screwed. You know? Oh, God. And so. You sound but, like me. That's usually me. But. Then we work on that process, right. you know. So. Well, we fix it. Right. You're like, when you come across a problem and you're like, like I have, I, it was four in the right. morning when I was thinking about this. We have a mesh network at one of our rentals. Right. And for some reason, it just pops out and like disconnects itself sometimes and you have to unplug it and replug it back in. 
It, what do you mean it pops out? Like it comes out of the wall? No, not pops oh. out. I mean, it just like disconnects. Uh, like all, uh, all yeah, yeah. devices, it disconnects. Basically, it needs to get rebooted. So I'm thinking about this at four o'clock in the morning today. Thank you. Yeah, And I'm like, you know what? I'm pretty sure there are uh, internet connected outlets that have, they mm. also have timers on them. Mm. So... It's kind of ridiculous. Well, okay, it's the Wi-Fi network. So if the Wi-Fi network's disconnected, the plug will be disconnected. But if it has a timer, every morning at four in the morning, I'm going to have it reboot itself. Look at you. So because it's a pain because our renters are like, the internet's not working. So that is an example of like, I am so tired of thinking about this. I know there's a solution and I need to implement that solution so I never have to think about it again. So in the next 20, in like, in the next decade, we're not going to have calls from yeah. a renter that says, why isn't our internet right. working? Because I'm like, it disconnected all the things right. for, I don't even know why it did that. Right. But if I reboot it every day, right. it'll reset all the IP yeah. addresses. Okay. That sounds like a, yeah. Okay. So that, that, that's a good example. Okay. Was that not a great example? Okay. But, but, but let's stop. So it's not the internet show. The next gripe I have is, uh, I hate when people ask me, well, What's your budget? So if I want to oh, buy something, oh, if I'm a scavenger, my budget's zero, and I want to buy something, <laughs> people say things like, "What do you want to pay? What's for your budget? It? How much? I hate that. How would you pay? Or how much do you have to spend? I hate these questions. I have a dollar. And this came up yeah. this week because, yeah. you know, we have this new coffee business. It's local. I wanted to see to get ads in the newspaper. In our local town, our little tiny yeah. community paper people is read actually – People read it cover to cover. I mean it's only yeah. like 10 pages long. And so I'm like, how, how expensive is an ad? So I email the guy and I call him and he asked me that. Well, what's your budget? I'm like <laughs> – I'm like, budget, how much is an ad? Just tell me how much an ad is. <laughs> and then I'll ask, well, if I, you know, buy for six weeks in a row, do I get a deal? I don't want to tell him my budget's $500 and then he'll backfill Right. Oh, well, anything. it's $500. I'm like, oh, well, that just happens to be, yeah. <laughs> I just happen to have a package just for you. <laughs> but the same thing happens with like scavenging. You know, I go to a flea market, again, pre-pandemic. Yeah. A guy has all this junk in front of him. No prices. I'm like, how much is this thing? How much would you pay for it? I hate Our that. price now, I mean, what we say now is, I'll pay you a dollar. Like, that is my, I'll pay you a dollar. Like, if that's the pay question you're asking me, and then it'd be like, oh, well, how dare you? I'm like, well, I mean. <laughs> I absolutely, because here, here's the deal. I have gone to places, flea right. markets, thrift stores, whatever, friends, garage sales, whoever, And you're like, so many times, you're like, here's this cool chair. Right. How cool do I think it is versus how cool do they think it is? Is it a $10 chair? Is it a $300 chair? What what range are we talking about here? And I need to gauge that from them. Mm. They need to give me the gauge because then I, you know, I can't. Well, I mean, you know, like a twist on that. Question will be: Will people ask school like, how much do you think it's worth? Oh, God. and it's like, well, that's a different story. I mean, I think it's worth three hundred dollars. Like that's how because I want to buy it for ten. And I'm going to buy and sell it for, but I don't want to pay you what it thinks worth. What do you want for it? Yeah. So I don't know. I hate that too. Uh, that's a, that's a great gripe. Yeah. I really really hate that too. Yep. 
Uh, and then my other gripe is, and it came up this week. It's not a gripe. It's more just like a hard reality where you have to become an adult. And I did not make this up. This is like a, a, one of those things people know about. It's not our fault, but it is our problem. Oh. Or it's not our fault, but it is our responsibility. And that is something I know we specifically I, I hate that. have... have have struggled with I struggled with that like three times this week over the years where and this is so extremely important for us to learn like it is easy for something to happen someone complains about something there's a problem and it's easy to be like well that's not my fault I didn't do that like it's not my problem and it does not matter because it has the problem has to get fixed and you're like, responsible for fixing it and this is really how to be like a leader whatever this is like one of those like things where like this is how you become a leader or like a better person a better <laughs> business so owner fun. like if like if we yeah. can accept this every time it's... without fighting it it will make our lives easier yep so for instance i mean you know we sell things on ebay someone buys it there's the post offices in between the post office is having problems, things get lost, things get damaged. The buyer says, I got my thing from you. It's broken, it's lost. Yep. If you're the kind of buyer that's like, well, here's a 10 page, here's a 10 paragraph <laughs> explanation, explanation as to why, why it's, it's not, my, not fault. my fault, like you are just in a world of hurt. The buyer's like, I don't care. I want my money back. And the right way to deal with it is. Oh, I'm sorry about that. You know, we're going to wait or open up a case or, you know, here's the like adult way to deal with it that I'm part of or here's your money back and then I'll I'll deal deal with with the post office and I'll get the refund or whatever it is, you know, and that is the right way to do it. I dealt with that like six times this week. Yeah. Not not exaggerating. We not exaggerating actually had a we had to have a fight over a period of two days. Oh my god! We won't get into it. Not a not like it wasn't it wasn't a fight. It was a disagreement. uh, A heated a heated disagreement. It's but and you know what? And I hate to say this. I one hundred thousand percent hate to say this. This on the record. You were right. I love it. I should have taken responsibility. I didn't want to. I was like, this is not my fault. This is not my problem. You're like, like, no, this isn't your fault. This is your problem. Deal with it. And I did say, it's our problem. Like, you're not alone in this, you know. And it was Uh, not a big deal. It was just, you know what it was? Like this, okay, dad. It was just just annoying. I know. It wasn't anything more than just... Annoying, and it yeah. got fixed because yeah. I decided to fix it. Yep, and it made it easy. It didn't really cost us anything. Yeah, it was it's so stupid. Like, yeah. It was like overly dumb. Right. Uh, and just this isn't really a gripe, but just like something that came up because of this. So you know, online buyer behavior. I think also as mm. eBay s- sellers, we learned this a long time <laughs> ago. When people buy things online. And really anything that has to do with the internet, people become the worst kind of person. I mean, I myself can become like a really bad baby. Like I'm like become like a crazy drunk person when we buy things online. I don't think you're that bad. Because like you just, because people just feel like they can hide behind the the anonymity of the web. And, you know, they just like, we had a guy 
from San Francisco. Doesn't really matter, except it will in a second. You know, he yeah. bought a lamp from us. Yeah. It's heavy. It's got glass. It's, it's big. It's bulky. You know, and he buys it. And then he says, oh, the shipping for this is insane. You know, it was $40 to ship from Virginia to, to California. San Francisco, yeah. which is across the country, oversized box. You know, yeah. we, we would have to double box it, every, all, all that, that stuff. stuff. And he's like, $40? It should be, I mean, a third of the price to ship this. <laughs> I mean, he called us a liar. Yeah. He's just like so angry. And so he, I accepted an offer. So he hasn't paid yet, right? <laughs> I know. It's but, not, no, but what I'm saying is, right. um, you know, it's not like he's saying this before he bought it. It's like he, he bought it, saw the price. All right. And so the way to deal with that is just, just cancel, like we cancel. just say, you know, we try and explain. Just one time. One time. It's, it's a heavy piece. Right. It's fragile. It's big. It's bulky. You it's know, going across the country. Just do the, you know, we give him the, the specifics of the packaging so he can input it into the post office right, website sure, exactly. if he wants to. And then we're just silent. And then after that, that's what we learned. And we, there's, we had a whole show about it. We've talked silent about it. Silent treatment. The silent treatment is so powerful. Like we do not have to go back and forth. So right? I canceled that sale. Yeah. Blocked him, right. relisted it. Because right. that was a lamp I had just listed. So right. I knew somebody wanted it. But Right. And so, you know, as a seller, we learn to act like a bouncer almost. You know, I mean, that's what we have to do. Or, yeah, right. or we have to act like a parent. We don't have children, but I can understand now with like online buyers. They're like yeah. little babies. <laughs> little drunk babies. You just have to be clear and firm. Yeah. You know? No back and That's forth. It. Yeah. No like long yeah. paragraphs. They don't have to know about my feelings. Yeah. Like I don't have to like do deep explainers. I just give these drunk babies. Yeah, drunk babies. Just clear choices. They can choose. Right. Or right. or if they don't choose, a choice will be made for yes. them. Just like a little baby. Just like a little. If you don't want to choose, I'm just going to give you what we have in the fridge. Yeah, exactly. I don't want that. Why don't you just eat an apple? I'm not hungry for an apple. I want French fries. <laughs> so anyway, that's uh, kind of a gripe, but that's something we talk about endlessly because, you know, buyers are endlessly frustrating. And I have to remember, though, yeah. I have been... Maybe not quite that bad, but I'm a terrible. I am a terrible buyer. But I'm I've, a terrible buyer. But I've been a buyer where I complain about shipping and sometimes I yeah because I know too much. I know too much. Yeah, I'm like oh, I have so many stories. Yeah, where you're like I'm like you charge me how much? You you <laughs> jip me by four dollars. Okay, oh boy. Shut Let's up. talk about our week on eBay. Number one, my cottage on the forum. That's mm-hmm. that's their username. My cottage. Um, the eBay shipping coupons are out. Oh God! I for have, this quarter, I have to for buy anyone stuff. that has a store subscription, you get free shipping supply coupons. And there's a new—I don't know if it's new—but they had the box in stock, the twelve by twelve by twelve. They they took away the twelve by twelve by twelve, and then now it's back. Is that exciting to you? Yes, I always need a twelve by box. Okay, cool. So that's not priority, right? Because maybe I don't want to send it priority. Let's see if they're still available. I gotta go buy them. They they are available. Thirty four twenty five free shipping for twenty five twelve by twelve by twelve boxes. Oh, that seems expensive. Oh well, you get the coupon, but still, you're like, how many am I getting for that? So anyway, go for it. Uh, And you can find your eBay 
coupons. I feel like eBay makes it difficult, but you can do where is the coupon.com? Where's the coupon.com? Dot wordpress.com. Okay. Sorry, it's not that right. It's like dot wordpress.com. A scavenger made a website to help you find the link they, on eBay. Although, however, I will say if you go to eBay shipping supplies and you fill up your cart, mm-hmm. your shipping supply coupon should be down below. Oh. Like you, you have to activate it, like gotcha. apply this coupon. Right. I think they changed that so that okay. it's applied now. Well, so. there you go. Uh, Julie. It was interesting. She says that the post office, it doesn't really have anything specifically to do with eBay, but the post office is now selling a forever flat rate box, which I think is interesting. It's a prepaid label. Right. <clears throat> so, in How st- much is it? Uh, you know, it's retail rate, so, mm. uh, and it's, you know, it's like flat rate envelope, flat rate padded envelope. Like you can prepay box. for those. You just yeah. prepay, which is... I mean, so it just, it's not interesting for those of us still on eBay because we get a better price than what you get. But it is interesting to think like there's like, I don't know. Well, it's like forever stamps. Right. It's like, it's like if you buy forever stamps five years ago and you bought like 10,000 of them, well, that's an investment. So what's interesting with forever stamps, you know, you're future proofing, you're doing arbitrage, I guess. And, yeah. You know, if, it's like if you bought, you know, a thousand dollars worth of stamps and then in like a year, five years from now, it's like 10 cents more. Right. What's interesting about the prepaid pa- padded stuff or the prepaid uh, boxes, rate, yeah. prices can go up a lot. Three dollars. Yeah. I mean, I wonder if there's going to be those crazy like arbitrage guys who like put a hundred thousand dollars into prepaid boxes i mean that's then, a lot of money a like, hundred thousand that's it a goes house up three dollars it's like the guys that like oh, yeah. buy like i want a pallet of nickels <laughs> and then i'm gonna sort out the, the silver and then i'll return them to the bank i'll get a sorter and, <laughs> and then sell the copper <laughs> It's fine. I mean, look, I only make fun of it is because it's so hardcore. And part of me is like, yeah, that is that is amazing. Awesome. That is scavenger hardcore. It's like the story, and people can Google this. Google the pudding guy, the guy who found oh like, the pudding thing. He found yeah. like he could buy these like discounted packs of pudding that had like a little coupon on it where he could get free travel points and he started going to all the grocery stores in his state and bought pallets of pudding yeah paid people to like take off these coupons and then redeemed them for travel points to some airline and yeah. i don't know he got like a lifetime of like first class flights or yeah something. i mean well and then they put the yeah. kibosh on that they right. were like yeah sure. yeah we're, because, we're changing that system because someone's like he did what? <laughs> that, what? What? <laughs> Why would he do that? Uh, well, yeah. <laughs> Tamudgeon, I don't know if that's his name, but he's like, uh, he or she is, uh, I think it's a he. Uh, they're on the form a lot. Okay. This was a, a, a concern for a lot of people about managed payments. Managed payments was not dealing with coins and paper money. Yes. You couldn't sell coins and paper money if you were managing payments. payments and i think it was just because like there were problems with <sighs> it's a way for people to like launder money or something anyway starting january 13th 2021 sellers in the coins and paper money categories including bullion 
Bullion gold. Will be notified to register or will be activated for managed payments if you've already pre-registered. Sellers so, that have already activated managed payments may create items in these categories beginning January twenty fifth. So problem they solved. It out. Another complaint figured out. So yeah, you can do it. Yeah. Uh, we had a new person come on to our forum named Broadstone, and she says she or he. It's a she. It's a she. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Uh, Rudstone was saying that uh, they sell um, uh, jewelry mainly, and they do really good. Like when people post their numbers and they're like, you know, selling three times as much, you know, making three times as much. I'm just like, yeah. I'm like bowing down. Yeah. I'm like, what's your process? Like, that's what <laughs> I want to know. <laughs> and they sell mainly like gold and silver and jewelry, jewelry yeah. you know, which. I see that stuff at auctions. Yeah. And I see it's a whole the specific scavengers that are really into yeah. it. Like it's behind the glass case and they say, can I see it? And yeah. the person puts it down and they've got the loop and they're doing all that stuff. Yeah. You know, and They and know the price they want to pay. Like one example she showed was she bought something for, I don't know, $1,200 and sold it for like 4000 You know, Holy like, crap. But she That's does say lot. she has to hold on to it. She sells only on Etsy. Yeah, okay. Ooh, because I guess she says eBay, she doesn't feel comfortable selling jewelry on eBay because of the scammers. That True, could I can, be. But Etsy, I, mean, I guess she doesn't have as many problems, which is good. She said something that is going to be my new motto, and I guess I'll be a new t-shirt. Another shirt. <laughs> she says, my husband has encouraged me to put my stale inventory on sale. You know, anything older than a month. Mm-hmm. And she says, I tell him that with vintage, there's no such thing as stale. It just gets more vintage. <laughs> That's amazing. I love that. That's right. It's There's vintage. No such thing it's as more stale. vintage. It's just more, and it's so true. Yeah, it's it's even it, now it's antique. Like there are items where I'm like, yeah, these. It's so cool. I can't believe it doesn't sell for more. I wish I had more storage. I would just like yeah. start buying this, putting it in a corner somewhere, and then in a decade, I would sell it for like a lot of money because it's going to come back in style or something. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Totally. I love that. Uh, and then, um, my buddy Mike was telling me that there's this new thing We're this is probably old news, but it's new to us. I kind of heard about this. So just like there was a rash of these Goodwill outlets. Yes. Probably in 2015, I think is when they started popping up. I remember yeah, we were traveling, we were in Denver and we heard about them and we went to one and it was just, I was madness. just like, this, I don't like this, <laughs> but, I don't like but, this. but now they're everywhere and people like have their whole lives built around going to the Goodwill outlets and, and getting yeah. stuff in bins. There's a new thing, Amazon return stores. Yeah, similar, right? Where everything's in bins and like a Monday, it's like $5 Per bin or whatever. And then, like, at some point it comes down to, like, a dollar, like, on Fridays or something. It's, like, a dollar. And these are returns. Or he says it's when people, I don't know, their business goes south or the storage fees get too much. People just they, say they, destroy. Right. And it doesn't get destroyed. It, it goes, just gets it to gets sold. <laughs> because that was my concern. I'm, like, if these are all returns, aren't you just buying, like broken items so it's not just but he's like no you're getting but also people return things for who knows what reason i bought the wrong one i opened the box well now it's not new and it's i'm assuming it's just gonna be like the goodwill bins i've not been yeah i it makes me i'm currently 
You're having anxiety. Having anxiety, just imagining going to one of those. Because I would, I'm very competitive. Yeah. I would definitely be in there, like, elbows. I'm like, give me that. And there's, like, people who, like, live there. And, like, Mm -hmm. that's their bin that they Mm -hmm. live at. Oh, my God, it's the worst. And they say I can't get there. But I'm like, that's not the rule. And then I, like, go to the employee. I'm like, why can't I get in this bin? He's like, I don't know. I just work here. And then I have to, like, push him out of the way. And then the guy's like... Kind of like winking at his buddies and oh my god, I'm so... Wow, uh, this is... Uh, let's definitely not go there. So, but god. it does make me feel like more and more everything sold online is just going to be cheap junk that keeps getting recycled. Like, you know, we talked about that... Uh, did we talk about that last week? I mean, we were talking yeah. about on the forum where like... I don't really buy a lot of stuff on Amazon anymore because a lot of it is just cheap junk where people have just taken really good photos of it, you know? Yes, like we were just talking about this. Utensils and stuff. Like the photos look great and they're like in this beautiful home and you're like, oh, it looks great. And then you buy it and it's just like, it's cheapy junk. just like dollar store stuff. Yeah. So it's like good marketing, right. but bad products. And those are the things I'm imagining are at this place right. where... People return them because, like, they're trash. Yeah. And then people buy them and then try and sell them again for $20. Like, sell more trash Uh, again. I don't know, but I guess it's just people have to become smarter buyers. Uh, You've taught me that about... Me? Yeah. (laughs) Ultimately, buying on eBay isn't just because we're eBay sellers. It is good to buy from individual eBay buyers because they often take photos of, of the item. item. Like, if it looks like a catalog item, I often skip over it. Yeah. Just show me the, the actual item. item I'm going to buy, you know? Uh, yeah. So, period. I agree. Okay. Uh, yeah, this is a whole lot of gripes today. Our numbers for the week. January 3rd through the 9th, 2020. Yes. Numbers. Yep. I was just going to say, if if anyone's hearing this in the far future, it was a very tumultuous time in American history. Oh my God. I can't even believe we lived through it. And here we are just talking about money because it's it's America. Uh, We sold 45 items Mm -hmm. for $1,711.31. Great. Love Uh, it. Had some high dollar items. Pretty good. I mean, it's actually better than it was during kind of our Christmas season. So we yeah. talked about this. Christmas years, week was horrible. In a, in a years past, it seems to be a pretty common thing where like actually our kind of stuff isn't really like stuff like that people buy for holiday stuff. Yeah. And then the holidays are done, and then people either uh, they get cash for Christmas, or people just start buying stuff for themselves again. Yeah. Um, yeah. Our highest price item. Were these two Kilban cat mugs? Is that how you say it, Kilban? I it's like Klibin. 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 I think it's Kilban. Anyway, I don't know. Uh, it's just like this '80s cartoon. Yeah, it's Kilban or Kilban. K i l b a. It's like this '80s, I think. Yeah, it's like '80s cartoonist, cartoonist of cats with like sneakers on and stuff. Right at the internet, and it was like maybe it's early '90s. It was 1989. Wow. And and the cat's like... Playing with the mouse. Right. Like Like get it? The computer mouse? 100 bucks, right? So it was a pair of them for $100. We've had these for a long time. Yeah. So people are like, that's items still. I'm like, well... Mm -hmm. We waited for for the... 100 bucks. What's interesting 
I did some sleuthing. So yes. the person that bought it had never bought anything on eBay ever. Right. So they had no feedback. They buy our thing. We were their first feedback. Right. And with buyers, you know, you, you can't see what, what people they buy. they bought anymore. Yeah. However, they started getting more feedback. Right. So I looked at what they were at. I looked at... You can see the seller that they bought yep. from, not the item. I would go to the seller. I would see what the seller had just sold. And it was some of those This mugs. person was buying these Kilban stuff, and we were the highest price. Yeah. She bought ours for 100 and then she's buying other people's for $20. Yep. And that makes me feel good because it shows people who are collectors are willing to pay more. For the thing they want. For the thing they want. And we were willing to wait. A hundred bucks for two mugs? That's nuts. While other people are like, oh, this is trash. This is I want to sell it fast. So those people who were selling mugs for $20 might have left $80 on the table. Yeah. I'm just saying. I, look, what, what? I price stuff every day like an absolute maniac. People probably think I'm insane. But stuff sells. You sound like a, a used car salesman. I'm insane with these prices. And look, that just works for us. High prices. Everyone can sell the way they want to sell. We're not telling. We're just. It's just what works for me. If you have the t-shirt that says, what's my process? I'm telling you my process. That's what works for me. Don't be mad, bro. Okay. um, We we sold some lights. Two lights from a building that we bought for $60. Yes. We we bought the building for sixty thousand. We made sixty dollars. <laughs> we made sixty dollars on some. Uh, no, it's good. We, so we bought this old building. We still need to renovate it. It's very junky. It's on Main Street USA. In the middle of the Main Street intersection. It's like a great location, but it's like like it, it needs a lot of work. We haven't touched it yet. We bought it for sixty thousand dollars. We've probably made four thousand dollars selling stuff from yeah. inside the house. Yep. Furnishings. There was like an old sign that was like oh that rusty old sign under the That's house. Right. We sold that uh, the beauty queen, the beauty queen like it's cabinets, kitchen, for kitchen 3, cabinets. 000. So yeah, I it, sold the crap out of those. Things. Depending on how we renovate it, we might be able to like pull up the flooring and sell the flooring upstairs. Sell yeah, doors. I mean, yep. there still might be some money to squeeze doors. out of there. Yeah. So I mean, obviously we're. In the red on that building, but uh, it's nice. Yeah, it's nice fine. to make some money. Yeah, scavenge of the week. We went scavenging yeah. yesterday. This guy right here. We actually went to a thrift store. Yeah, like kind of like one of those church thrift stores where yeah. it's just like a hodgepodge of stuff. Yeah. But it's so it was so it's so fun to yeah. go and just grab stuff. It's like Christmas. Yeah. All different kinds of things. Our own Christmas. Pottery, clothes, shoes. Just, just like, like anything of good quality that's a good price. I bought like a juicer. It's juicer is uh, like as big as our table. That I'm touching right now. It's, I'm sitting here. It's, it's huge. This thing is uh, massive. It was fun. We spent like $70. 70 bucks. Yep. Got like half a truckload. I, I spent $70 and I'm going to make $2,000. Or more. <laughs> Okay. Bro, what's your process? Customer issues. Customer uh, issues. Broken issues? items. Broke oh, two huge broken that. items yeah. that I have to claim insurance on, which is a pain in the butt. Did you've had a couple of uh, of broken items recently. And they are they're made of resin. It's not fiberglass because fiberglass is stronger. Right, it's not fiberglass. It's these like plastic resin garden 
big Statues. and bulky. They, they, people will pay a lot of money for them. They break in shipping. Ship. I double yeah. pack them. My bubble it does not matter. Broken, 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 broken. Peanuts. It does. You don't know. Peanuts. You don't know. It's not peanuts. It's it's like you need massive, huge, oversized double. I boxing. think if we were to get one of them didn't break, but three of them broke. Big steel containers, fill it with mercury, liquid mercury, and put them in there. Float them. Floating them. Oh. That would probably be okay. All right. Anyway, uh, another customer issue I had was, and it's just it's the continuing story. I don't know why it's happening so often. We had three. So we sold four. Forty-five items, mm-hmm. but we also sold three other things where people buy it and immediately within an hour say, "I don't want. I this. want to cancel for reasons like, oh, this sh- shipping's too expensive." Like, to Great Britain, and it's like, like well, the shipping was think? told to you, yeah. and then we try and explain, well, this thing, or matter. people say things like, "I found a better price." Or, or this is the wrong size. Yeah, Sorry, I didn't check the size in the title before I bought it. The size is in the title. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. People don't read. Who's going crazy now? People don't read. It's just the pings. You're like, oh, that's a great sale. I love that sale. Nope. Yep. Uh, yeah. You're like, oh, we've had this for so long. Oh, I'm so God. glad it sold. Okay, uh, we've talked about everything we've talked about on the f- forum. I front-loaded that. And now right. let's take the question or comments that people sent in this week. Okay, you can email us an audio file. Our email is thescavengerlife at gmail.com. Or you can call our voicemail line. The phone number is 540-407-8486. Hello, guys. It's Gina. I have kind of a question. Like, what would you guys have done? I get a message this morning from eBay saying a buyer has opened a case of, you know, the item didn't arrive. So I'm like, oh, no, no, because through this whole COVID Christmas fiasco, everything's gotten there. Thanks a good word. So I look at it. I look at the details, and it says, so I do the tracking, whatever. It says delivered to the person in or at their mailbox. I shipped it on the 18th. It says delivered on the 24th. There's a message included from the buyer that says, you know, I would still like this item, but if you can't provide it for me, uh, I'm like, wait, what? So I messaged her back, and I said, you know, I'm a little confused. It says delivered, yet you still, you would still like the item? I did my job. USPS apparently did their job. I don't know what you want me to do. So the item was $12 plus shipping. In a normal case, like if it had, if the shipping was off or, you know, they hadn't been delivered, I just, boom, refund. No questions asked. I don't care. But, and however, I stand on principle. It's like it says it was delivered in or at your mailbox. So I have a call on eBay, and they're going to call me back. I just wondered, would you have had sent that snarky? Well, it wasn't snarky, but it was just like, I don't understand, lady. What are you talking about? I was curious as to what you would do with that kind of a thing where it's as it was delivered to their mailbox. And actually in an oddly timely fashion, six or seven days, first class in this situation that we're that we were in at that time it shipped on the 18th got there on the 24th and just a little add-on a little a little mail hack which you guys probably know about and maybe you don't in a pinch i use paypal shipping when it's not ebay like to ship to my family and you just do paypal.com forward slash ship now and you know you can print a label it's not cheaper it's not like ooh, but it's good in a pinch thank you guys be curious to hear what you have to say I appreciate the question. This is like what we all deal with. I will tell you, your life 
I'm going to be the self-help guy. Your life will be so much better if you do not get snarky about this stuff. It yeah, is so... This like, is like the, be snarky in your head. Be like, lady, yeah. find what? A, okay, now type the professional email. Find a friend and snark about it over coffee. <laughs> but like, this is this is really the easiest thing. The person has confirmed delivery. Yeah. All we it's say is... Here is your tracking. It was delivered. If there's a problem, call the post office. Done. The end. Silence. Never talk to them again. Silence. If they say, this did not get to me. Fine. Nothing, nothing yeah. to be said. eBay will back you up. Yeah. Silence. And then what happens is they can open a case. Fine. Open a case. Put e- your tracking number in. eBay says, seller, please show your tracking. eBay has it, but they still ask for yeah. it. You give the tracking. Someone at eBay sees that it was delivered, then it's done. It's close. And eBay sometimes does a re- courtesy, a refund out of their own pocket, which is To fine. the person. But for us, it is done. And that's all. And so I never, I do not, I don't know if you're new to eBay, there's never any reason to be snarky with buyers. There's no win. It may feel emotionally good, but it's just, there's no upside Look, to that. Here's an example of this exact situation. Okay. Not the exact situation because it didn't get delivered yet. I had an item. It got shipped after Christmas. It was like New Year's New Year's Eve day. It got shipped. That's not that long ago in these delays, right? It's going to Pittsburgh, not very far away. It's been scanned uh, a day or two ago, but it's like saying it's late. So it's late. So this guy messages me and he's like, I realize this is in transit and is late. However, I will be opening an item not received case. And if I get it, I'll close the case. Uh, Okay, buddy. How about don't open the case because you know it's on the way. Plus he says, I assumed it was sent priority even though it looked like he only paid for... Parcel. Parcel. But I did send it priority. (laughs) Because I could do it flat rate. But yeah, so you're like, okay, this guy's kind of being a jerk, right? So I just say to him, again, I'm looking at this message, dude, please, why are you, you know, being a jerk? But then I'm just like, yep, it's on its way. It's delayed. It is not lost. It got scanned two days ago, but it's on its way and it's late. And that he's perfectly, it's perfectly legal for him to open up. I didn't say anything about the case. But he can. And then if he does, we don't deal with him. We just deal with eBay. And again, when you know the rules of eBay... Then yeah. it does. I know people complain about eBay, but you know, like any game, eBay is just a game. If you know the rules, yeah. then you know how to just like maneuver. And yeah. if you know, yes, no, yes, no, it's just right. like a decision tree. And that's what I love. You know, exactly. that's what the process is. Hi, um, I'm just calling because a few. Um, episodes back, you guys were talking about all of the boxes that you collect um, to use for shipping on eBay. And like those Amazon boxes or things that you get, and then they just kind of pile up and become almost a death pile of boxes. Uh, but you don't want to throw them out because you still want to use them. So I wanted to share a tip that I just recently started doing. Um, I broke down the boxes and then I stuck a sticky note on them as I broke them down with the basic measurements. So, And then I stuck all of those folded boxes into 
a large box so that I can kind of just flip through it to see from the sticky notes um, what the size of the boxes are. So instead of holding up the boxes or measuring each box later on when I actually need it, um, if I have my item measured that I'm going to ship, I can just go and see the, the sticky notes to figure out which box will fit. Um, it works really great. I can just very quickly see the basic measurements and what box I will need. It's also great because I realized there were a number of boxes I've been collecting that I didn't actually use very often. So instead of having 20 boxes of a certain size that I only need five times a year, then I can just keep five of those or start collecting as that little pile of five starts to dwindle. So anyway, I hope that helps. Obviously, I love your guys' podcast and hope you guys have a wonderful new year. Thanks. This woman would be one of my favorite people at a scavenger party because I'd be like, what's your process? And she's like, well, let me tell you my process. And I'm like, taking notes. Look. Ryan. This, she, this lady is way more organized than me. I would never take the time to do that. I'm just like, I'm breaking boxes. If I break boxes down, yeah. you're lucky. So, <laughs> look, all jokes aside, we are getting to box overload where we need to... Actually... I need to break some boxes down. But the issue is, and look... People... I use them all okay. the time. Every yeah. single day, I use crazy size okay. boxes. I know this is being recorded on a podcast, but I'm going to show people exactly how we talk to each other. So, th- this is really... As, as a serious thing because the problem is, is that we do break down boxes yeah. and then I put them up on the top shelf and yeah. they're just like a pile yeah, of broken down boxes that I don't think ever get touched because it's on like, the bottom. And, and I understand because you go in there and if you're like, I need a box, you're not going to like take this whole stack of boxes down. I do. Do you? Sometimes. Okay. Um, but she has a good point. What if yeah. we were to break down boxes and then put... Do them by size. A sticky you don't note. even have to do a sticky note. Just write right on the box. There you go. Like, okay. it's a cardboard box okay. that's used. Just write the okay. size on it with a Sharpie. Um, I... I'm, yeah, I need... Not, I, talk, he, here's what it is. Talk to me. I know. So, I need you to listen to me. Yeah. I need help with this. I, know, I don't right. have time. I know. I know. Right. So, so... Right. Help me with the organizing. Right. I'm not going to do it myself. I'm not saying... I won't. Not, I'm not saying you have to do it. I'm saying we do it together, but I need your help. I don't want to do it together. I, I want you to do it. <laughs> uh, okay. Look, I don't even mind doing it, but I would need your help setting it up because you're the one that needs the boxes. Yeah. We would need to have a system. So if I were to do the work of like taking boxes down and measuring them, I need you to show me how to measure it. Yeah. How you how you want it ordered. Yeah. You know, anyway, there's more for us to talk about anyway. It so does it does look, because we sell such like we said, that lamp that I was about to ship across the country, like I do need weird boxes. Right. And if I don't have them right away, it yeah. sucks. Right. So that's why I hoard boxes. But yeah, there are times where like I have three boxes that had toilets in them. Yeah. Great boxes. They're freaking huge, you yep. know? Yeah. And they just but need to be broken down. She is a good, and then we'll end this. She, so and a nugget I pulled from her is you get one of those big boxes that a toilet came in, and then you break down the smaller boxes, put them right on them, and put them in there. Yeah. And then you're able to like flip through and be like, oh, here's like a... You know, 18 by 25. Yeah, exactly. Here's a 17 by 16. Yeah. Here's a 19 by 52. Those are 
52. That is, you can't ship that through the post office. <laughs> anyway, okay, so, it, and that's why we were talking about, like, why do we keep doing this podcast? I mean, I don't know. Like, we, we <laughs> because don't make, we learn stuff we, we don't every make, week. I mean, honestly, in the grand scheme of things, after we pay our server costs, like, we don't really make much money off of this. But I do that. We do it mainly because we still get nuggets of info. I'm like, oh, yeah, all the time. Like, I could see having a box apocalypse happen and yeah we we just like end our store like this is forget this you know <laughs> so she might have saved our whole store oh my god okay that's it, is, it that's for it. the okay. calls uh i will say let's talk briefly about coffee it's this new business we're starting it's exciting to us uh if you want coffee you can buy it at broadporchcoffee.com uh, and you do want coffee 10 different coffees this week was very exciting. So we have two other partners. Yes. Uh, we did an experiment where we were like, what happens if the guy, our partner that normally roasts... He's the master roaster. What if he can't roast? Let's do an experiment. Ryan roasted all the coffee this week. And we did it. It was really interesting. We put our buddy on... Uh, FaceTime. Like a FaceTime video facing... The, the control panel on the roaster. And you guys were just talking, and you roasted everything. Now, you were not a newbie. Yeah. You actually took that class with him. Yeah. Like a whole week class. Well, Phil already knew what he was doing, but right. we took a class together to learn new stuff and yeah. to get acquainted with our roaster. Right. Because um, he, our teacher has a similar roaster. So... Yeah, so I took that class as a complete newbie. Like, I know right. some about coffee because I'm a Q grader, but I don't know about roasting. So we learned a bunch of stuff together, and I roasted with Phil for two months in a row. And what's interesting is I did not know this. I mean, when you roast coffee, it's not like you push a button and then you come back. You know, it's, it's not like a microwave. Right, right, right. Microwave. <laughs> yeah. uh, it's, you know, there's like a roasting curve where yeah. you start it. I'm going to make up numbers here. 400 degrees. You can start and, at 400. And then, like, there's a roasting curve, and it, you make sure it goes up to, like, 525 or something. That's too high, but yeah. And then in between, you're doing, ra- raising and lowering at certain times, at yeah. crack time. And yeah, so yeah, it's yeah. it's like a... It's an art. It's right. like a skill. You can so. automate it, and our and our roaster is meant to be automated, right. um, but we haven't done that yet. And so I was using. We have recipes. I helped write right. down all the recipes for the first couple months. Um, Phil walked me through it. Okay, let's turn the burner up now because we want to get up to temp a little right. bit faster. You know, so we roasted every single and coffee we, we had, and we did two hundred oh, almost, almost two hundred pounds, pounds, and over Facetime. And we were doing, I mean, we have a big, a relatively big Pretty big roaster. Where we can do 25 pounds at a time, which, which is, is a, a large That's big. roaster. So yeah. we did 200 pounds, but we were doing in batches of, because we can't do a maximum. So like sometimes 10 pounds, sometimes Sometimes 13, pounds, sometimes yeah. 19, sometimes 22. Yeah. So Depending on how much It was we like a full day. It was a full day. And more orders were coming in as we were roasting. And a lot of wholesale orders were coming in, so which are big. We were thinking like, oh, let's just try and experiment. <laughs> and then suddenly it's like, wow, we're having like one of our It was biggest. a full production day. And it was cool though. You were, yeah. I was really proud of you. You were the one doing the controls and talking yep. to Phil. And then I was in the background 
doing what I love to do best. Organize them like, here's a bucket for this and here's this. Yep. And then you packed you everything. I'm like packing everything. Yep. And, it, and so when we talk about process. Yeah. That's in, it. In our new business, this is what makes me feel like this business can be successful is because we're thinking of the process because we were all worried. Phil has always been kind of like the bottleneck. He's the bottleneck. He's good at what he does. Yeah. He's great at what he does. You know, he makes good coffee. But what happens if he can't roast? And so now we, we've shown if you did this three or four more times, you could probably roast on your own without Phil. Yeah. You know? Like I'd, I'd, I'd know enough yeah. about each bean and what it needs. And, and then how, so that you know. makes this new business, BroadPorchCoffee.com, more sustainable. Right. And like, and like that question I was asking earlier in the show is like, well, what happens if someone gets hurt? What happens if someone's right. in action? What if someone's sick? Like, can your business keep going or do you shut it all down? Right. And this makes me feel like, oh, our business would keep going if one person, you know, was down. So. Right. And so that was part of the experiment was sort of like, if Phil can't be here and yeah. coffee is what we're selling, or we if, can't run out of coffee. Or if... Phil wants to go on vacation. A vacation. Phil forbid. wants to go right. away for a week, which he right. has not been able to do for three years. Right. You know? Um, right. And look, that's that was true with our eBay and Airbnb. We couldn't go away until we got help. Yeah. So that we could. So that was part of it was we were like, can Ryan roast? Now, Phil walked me through every single step. Well, well, with any process, there's a learning process. Yeah. And so... But I knew what I... But the, but. Right. I guess also with the point of, of all the preparation in the last since August has been, I knew what he was asking me to do. Yep. Let's do this. Let's do this. Let's check this. You yep. know, I'm like, I know what he's talking about. Yep. Let me ask you something and so. then we can end this. Was it fun? Is it fun to learn something new? Yeah, it was fun. Look, <laughs> it was exhausting. The two days after that, I was like, I'm so tired. because, And it's not so much like physically demanding, but mentally. I'm like, I got to do this right. You know, yeah. I got to like pay attention. I can't like <clears throat> space out and do a text message. I'm like, this has to happen, you know. Yeah. And it was like five hours straight of work standing at the roaster, you know. Yeah. So if you're interested in trying coffee that Ryan roasted I herself, roasted it. You can go ahead and buy it. And we sell gift cards. It's good for gifts. So anyway, buy from us so we can be a real business. Anyway, this podcast is ending. Three, two, one. Bye. Bye.